We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is another Sunday night. We've reached the end of May. We're about a third of the season. When st- standings start to matter, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun uh, talking to baseball here. We're going to talk about another big pitcher bid, some interesting uh, offensive bids, too. All coming up next on the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by Rival Fantasy. We appreciate and thank them for that. If you could please rate and review the podcast, if you enjoy listening to us all year, that would be fantastic. Also, I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday night by uh, by Jeff Erickson. Jeff, uh, we're we're two months of the season. Everything's starting to uh, matter, and uh, you know, standings matter a little bit. Uh, players matter a little bit. Rosters matter a little bit more. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Uh, busy, busy. Uh, it's kind of graduation season. My daughter has it will graduate next weekend, but her boyfriend was this past weekend uh, going to various, uh, you know, celebrations and all that. It's good. It's all good. Nice. Yeah. It's, uh, that's, it's that time. It's that time of year. I don't, uh, I only have a first grader. So luckily we do not have any big graduations. I think you had kindergarten good. graduation last year, right? We kind of did. It was still kind of in like the, the, the ending of COVID. So they didn't really do too much. Uh, so they just did okay. a little bit, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I think I think I'm I think I'm kind of good until sixth grade, and then they have like a big deal. So okay, but uh, no, just uh, summer stuff and plans and camps. It's going to be uh, be a lot going on. But uh, we got a lot of baseball going on. Uh, before we jump into this, Jeff, I think the Oakland A's might be the worst team in the history of organized sports. Uh, can can you refute that argument at all? Um, I, there might it's be like, a Cleveland it, Spiders team or something like in the turn, eight, turn 18, of the twentieth century. Um, yeah. they lost uh, eleven in a row. They lost. They've not won a game since you and I last spoke outscored 44 to 13 this week it is so freaking bad it's crazy it's tough out there man it's it's really tough i mean and i underestimated their badness Uh, i thought it would be a classic uh, hey these are still guys that are getting a major league paycheck they'll be not as dreadfully bad i mean the the sports books are in the same boat i mean they're they're really uh they're really sweating it now because it it would have been it would have been hardest level yeah, it would have been hard to set the over under at 32 and a half, but uh, maybe they maybe they should have. Well, but, they set it like 59, 59 yeah. and a half, if I recall hey, correctly. Maybe can, 58 and a half or whatever. You have but to get on fire to win 59 games. There's no way, man. And it's just the pitching is just so yeah. bad. Uh, one uh one stat before I move on, but uh the, the Royals are the second worst record in baseball, 16 and 38. They have the second worst run differential too. They're minus 76. The A's are minus 199. Already. Already. Already, we're not even in June yet. There are 123 right? runs worse than the next worst team. Yeah, that the, is, uh, that's, that's almost impossible to do to be that quite that bad. Oh, I agree. I agree. It, it, it's it's nuts. It's insane. It's terrible. Oh, so many different ways we can phrase this here. Yeah. So, but uh, I wanted to look a little bit at May. You know, I think we look uh, we look a lot at the April and like, oh, these you know this guy's hot, this guy's cold. We know so much about the stats because it's the only stats we have. But I was looking right. through some May guys. I want to talk about a few guys with you here. And the first is uh, someone who was red hot in, in April. And I think sometimes we kind of just you know this guy's good. I'm going to play him every week. James Outman is really struggling right now uh, with the Dodgers. He's at 169, two home runs, one stolen base in May, 82 plate appearances. Pretty much unplayable since his hot April. Uh, what do you do with a guy like this? Well, I did bench him in one league uh, over the weekend uh, in favor of Jose Siri. Uh, the well, fact that I like, had someone like Siri to swap yeah, out nice. was nice. Uh, but 
yeah, it, it's yeah. It, I, I you have to you really had to start digging in and realize, oh, he's been that bad. Like every once, like he was bad, but he hit a big homer one week. You yeah. know, and like okay, like I have him active on one of my teams in the main event still, but gonna I think I'm gonna you know you kind of have to bench him. Like I would have had him, I would have probably had him benched this weekend, but Joey Gallo didn't play on Friday, so I was like, okay, we'll go with uh, Outman again. And unfortunately, he is living up to his name now. And it's funny. I think we sometimes, like I said, we get lost in that. Like he's so good in April. You just kind of think he's a guy that you play every week. And like you said, you got to look at it. Um, Jose Siri has been good, by the way, you mentioned him nine home runs, four stolen bases, really a ton of hard contact. He strikes out too much, but uh, for where he was drafted, Siri has been a really, a really good find for people. You know, it's so funny. The bottom of the Rays order is ridiculous. Yeah. Luke Rayleigh sometimes bats eighth. Yep. He has 10 homers and like seven stolen bases. And he's, he's, he's a platoon and he's, player. So it's frustrating. Yeah, it's a bunch too, but yeah, uh, the nice thing with Siri is he kind of escapes that uh, the Margot Harold Mara's Rayleigh platoon just because he's so damn good on defense that they yeah. play him a ton in center field. So he he kind of escaped. I mean, he, he sits every once in a while, but he kind of escapes that, you know, Ray's platoon stuff just because the defense is so good. Yeah, that's right. And the thing is, uh, he, he's got to stay healthy. He's always been a guy that's yeah. been getting hurt, gets hurt a lot. So, you know, even this year, he's been hurt a little bit here and there. I, he, at one point, he was getting benched. He still strikes out a ton. That's the one thing about Jose Siri that uh, you, you kind of have to be a little cautious about. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pulling up the exact numbers, but uh, he's a 29. You know, la- yeah. And last year, oh my goodness, it was uh, 30. You know, just, uh, not just the percentage, but also uh, Jose Siri last year, I think he was 20 to 108. Christian Bethencourt had a similar ratio. They have a bunch of guys like that. And they, uh, they go to Tampa and they just start to hit. Yeah, uh, Temple. Yeah, it's Temple Magic there apparently, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think Court is a terrible defender still at behind the plate. Saturday's game was really rough for him. I think to the point where he got replaced late in the game. Uh, and that that, but the pro and the problem is Mejia is not exactly a great defender in his own right behind the plate, at least reputationally isn't. I haven't checked the numbers this year. Maybe, maybe he is better this year, but uh, that's tiny little if, if that's your weak if that's their weak point and it's not even that weak of a point compared yeah. to like say the Padres where I mean it's a sinkhole at catcher it's so bad at catcher and the Padres have other issues too but really bad you look at the bottom part of their lineup and it's like how does the team spend this much money still have such obvious weaknesses yeah it's funny you mentioned Bethencourt 50% hard hit rate 14 and a half percent barrel rate that's pretty wild he really does yeah hard but I mean it just yeah. uh, you're right the defense but um, he's been good too. He's got seven home runs. You took him in the, you know, the, in the twenties in your, as your catcher two or even your catcher one, um, he's worked out really well, but, uh, I want to talk about some guys who are hot in May, uh, Jorge Soler, top of this list leads, uh, oh. led MLB in leads MLB in home runs and RBI in, uh, in May. He has 12 home runs, 25 RBI hitting 296. This dude has been an absolute, uh, a monster. We've seen it in the past, but, uh, you know, had some issues, uh, the last couple of years wasn't, uh, the the 48 home run year was 2019 obviously it's a happy fun ball year but 27 home runs in 2021 um has obviously shown a lot of pop a lot of hard contact has dropped the strikeout rate um he looks really good he was a late pick too another guy that's that's cashed in big yeah he has uh big time and he's just healthy now uh, i don't yeah. think i don't really trust him at home as much i still think that home park hurts him although he hits some balls that stay hit anywhere i was at the game <laughs> friday night and the ball he hit straightaway center in Anaheim. I mean, it was deep into the trees behind the fences there. Yeah. Uh, people don't even realize there are trees there. It's kind of like Atlanta. When we noticed that there's water uh, yeah. behind the fences uh, a couple years back. Because Pete Alonso hit one like 480 into the water. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Olson hit one in the water tonight uh, in center field. And, you know, it's you, you look at that and you're like, oh, my goodness. Um, and it, that's the sort of power. Soler hit that one ball in the World Series, obviously, that, you know, it was similar yeah. of length there. And he's got that sort of power. But, yeah, he, he's he's healthy now. He's crushing it. Uh, Brian De La Cruz is quietly yeah. having a pretty good season. Yeah. Uh, and then they're getting Jesus Sanchez back, too. So, uh, you know, some interesting things afoot with the Miami Marlins. Yeah, they're kind of they, – they could piece together once Jazz comes back. They could piece together a pretty, uh, pretty fun offense uh, at some point. Um, curious what you think about uh, Riley Green as someone that we uh, – everybody loved last year coming in. It was, a, it was a rough rookie year. He did 364 in May. Are you buying in on this, uh, on this Riley, uh, Riley Green uh, pop here in May? A little bit, yeah. I think he's a, kind of a post-type sleeper uh, a little bit there. It's just struggled in his first go-around. Got, gets better. I know. I, I think that park will still forever limit him, even with the improvements in the ball, yeah. ballpark for hitters. It's still a tough place to hit, 
but you know, yeah, I, I, I like him. I kind of like Torque. Um, I kind of who I kind of like Akil Badu a little bit. All of a sudden, grand, um, grand, grand slam today. Yeah, a big one there. Zach, off of uh, Zach, Zach McKinstry. McKinstry's got ten stolen bases in there too. He's leading off. I a lot. know. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I, I view McKinstry as kind of like uh, he's on a heater type I of guy. Too. I do too. But I mean, the whole team is a little slightly warmer now. Uh, they yeah. got a uh, another win today. Alex Lang with a really good uh, outing, and he, he's quietly been pretty good. Tigers bullpen quietly been a little pretty good too. And Not only that, Tigers Tigers are one game back in the Central. Yeah, Central so bad. It's, uh, it's so bad. It's still uh, both, you can, both you leagues. Can, you can still go East, East, AL East to Central, and it lines up the top ten teams in a row. That's uh, that's been the case all year. But uh, yeah, Tigers are playing pretty good ball, and that's a division that uh, geez, anybody can win that division except for Kansas City. Yep. Yep, Kansas City is. I mean, if, if think they're like thank thank the Lord for the Oakland they A's are. right now. They'd be taking because, catching a ton of heat if the A's weren't so so bad. Because especially because we are optimistic about the Royals a yeah. little bit. Maybe not entirely optimistic, but you know, hey, new manager, uh, new pitching coach. Importantly enough, uh, and it's not really working out that way right now. Uh, pitching especially, uh, it's just really rough look right now for this this Royals pitching staff. It's funny you look in that division of course we talk about the A's with their minus 199 you assume they had the least run score. The A's have the second least run scores in baseball. Cleveland is the least amount of runs in uh, in the in the yep. entire American League 178 runs. Their pitching's been good. It's uh, they've allowed 216 runs which is like top 5 in the AL but that offense has struggled pretty badly. Yeah, it has. Uh Ramirez had a had a big hit today. Uh, but you know, he hasn't had a ton of power. They just they have no power on the team. Josh Bell has been a colossal uh yeah. colossal um I would yeah, I would say bust. Yeah. Uh it, when Stephen Kwan's hit, you know, Stephen Kwan, I don't want to pin everything on him, but he needs to hit two ninety to have value. He's not hitting two ninety. He's not gonna hit you the and he's not getting sprinkling any sort of like extra base hits. You you don't expect home runs, but you expect maybe some more doubles and triples. He's not even really doing that. Uh, De- uh, let's see. Uh, Jimenez has been pretty disappointing this year. I almost called him D'Angelo Jimenez that, and the throwback there. But was that uh, like Reds? Reds second baseman? Reds, Padres. Yeah, a lot, a lot of teams, and he ended up on a lot of teams. Um, you know, the whole team. I mean, there, there's, you know, there, you look up and down that lineup, and it's it's a whole just palette full of disappointments. They have two guys that have more than three home runs. That is, I just I just clicked on their stats to see, and that that's wild. Josh Lan- Naylor has seven. Jose Ramirez has six. I mean, that's. I was just going to say, one of them didn't even start today because there was a lefty on the mound. Jimenez is 225 with three home runs. That has been. He has nine. Oh, my God. Andres Jimenez has nine RBIs on the season. Yeah. In, yep. And he's, he's had, he has 173 at bats. That is. That's almost impossible. Like, you think. And, and, so, and a team like that. Ground outs, ground outs for RBIs or something. Yeah. And I like a pitcher's duel like anybody else, but that's just a boring team. Yeah, it is. I like yeah, it. You know, good thing they're putting him at six ten every day, so they get that game over with sooner than everybody else. Yeah, if J Ram's not up, I kind of just flip on to a different a different game on the grid channel. He did have a big hit today against uh, Ryan Helsley, who's uh, quietly struggling a little bit. Um, had a had a two RBI uh, two RBI knock to to walk off with two outs. It was a pretty big hit. Cleveland needed badly. Yep. A big time, big time needed that. And uh, yeah, yeah. As Hunter Gaddis was good for four innings and then gave up three homers in one inning. He's going to be out of the rotation soon. Savali's coming back this week, McKenzie the week after. So, you know, he's not long for this rotation. The question is, who else moves out of the rotation to make room for both pitchers? Uh, It really should be by merit. It should be Quantrill. But we'll see if they keep both Logan Allen and Bybee in there. I mean, Bybee's got to stay, right? Of course he does. But yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's a good call. It's got to be if it's not Quantrill, it's got to be Logan Allen. Those are the only two real choices. I don't think Bobby's moving out. Obviously, Bieber's not moving out. Savali's moving in, and McKenzie's moving in. You're right. That's uh, that gets crowded pretty quickly there. It does, and they've already got rid of the worst pitcher in their rotation. So there you go. Now they have to try to find figure out something else. Um, I to mention James Outman as someone who's been struggling. Um, a guy who was uh, April hero, uh, Jorge Mateo uh, had a huge April, at least fantasy wise, mm-hmm. has been brutal in may hitting 111 uh obp is 156 his slugging is 125 in may no home runs he's single digits in both runs and rbis in the month um at some point this i know he's a good defender but this dude has to lose his job at some point right he's got to lose at bats i mean yeah probably it's and it's because i traded for him in labor um it's my fault sorry guys who'd you trade for him giolito 
but I, I chose to choose. I chose to trade Giolito instead of Luzardo uh, in that deal. That was the league where I lost both O'Neill Cruz and Corey Seager within two days uh, of each other. So I had to do something. That was the best least, available. Thing at least Seager's back, but man, that's tough in a that's tough in a league, right? Yeah, there. but and yeah, now I mean the thing is, I'm he still runs a little bit whenever he's in there, and the thing is like. It got me through for at least a couple of weeks because the first yeah. couple of the weeks uh, when I traded for him, he was fine. It was just this last month that's been really bad. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's got still got 15 stolen bases, so he's still fancy wise. He's got six home runs. It's just crazy mm-hmm. how all of those stats are in are, are in April. Yeah. Uh, pitching wise, I'm curious your thoughts on uh, Justin Verlander. Obviously, he just came back. He's only pitched in May, but he's made uh, five starts in May. The two of the last three, he gave up six runs. Uh, K rates at 18% right now. Are you concerned at all? Or is this like, uh, you know, he's ramping up, uh, he's kind of getting going, but uh, it's been a rough start to the season through 30 innings. I mean, I I think it's a little both. I think I am a little concerned, but I also think it is ramping up too. I mean, I also, it makes you wonder, did he come back too soon? (coughs) Is he not quite at full capacity? Is not quite at full capacity Verlander better than what they were rolling out? Probably. Uh, Last start was in cores. So take, yep. take that for the appropriate, you know, a grain of salt as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you have to be concerned. This is not the, the guy you're, you're thinking you were going to get, but the thing is he's had two starts where he had like a rough first inning and then went like six innings without allowing another hit. So he's had his brilliance in there too, which is another reason why I'm probably not super duper concerned. Uh, yeah. does draw the, the blue Jays in this next start. At least it's in taxpayer field instead of Toronto. Uh, but then at Atlanta after that. So these next two starts won't be easy. He misses Pittsburgh. Uh, he misses the Phillies. Is City Field the only defer- field to refer to as taxpayer? Or do you have like 12 or so that you refer to that? Uh, there's an old joke. Listen, I always used to refer to. I think it was more because he was like dismissive of the Mets and all that because <laughs> as a Yankees fan. But I also think it's because of the ownership connections to the Madoff scandal. Oh, that, yeah, I guess that's that. That, that kind of ties in there. I was going to say. I look forward to what we get to call the uh, potentially maybe who knows Las Vegas field. Cause I'll have some good names for that one too. Yeah. And didn't Citibank also get a bailout too? I imagine I want- so at that point. And I think so double, yeah. double joke there. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. With Verlander, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be fine. I mean, he's Justin Verlander. He usually is, but he's 40 and the K rate is down almost 10%. It's 9%. I know it's only five starts. I'm not freaking out yet, but I like to see that jump up uh, pretty quick here in the next, uh, next few starts. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, we'll get, we'll watch that for sure. He may have, I mean, the fact is last year was a miracle. You know, was, I think we were was so spoiled yeah. with it. Yeah. But he's away from the Astros too. Maybe, yeah. you know, it does rate in the, in, somehow the Astros are still masters at run prevention despite losing three starters and Verlander. Um, you know, that that's pretty crazy, by the way, that they're still like the best <laughs> pitching staff in baseball despite all that attrition. Um, do there they still have some, some organ- sort of magic some, of their own? Just some organizations are just freaking good. It's just there's it's just it's frustrating, and especially as someone who uh, used to root for a team that was uh, in the AL West, uh, it, it's frustrating. But yeah, I was gonna say you just put that uh, comment in the chat, Jeff. Our Reds clean sweep over the Cubs. They had a our week. Reds, that's right, yes. and it's because yeah. you invested, you believed. And Matt, that's right. I have I have McLean, India, and Nick Senzel on one main event oh, team. So every time the nice Reds, weekend, every time the Reds score ten, I'm like, I'm in for that. I mean. Dude, Jonathan India like, yesterday, two homers. Yeah. Woo! We talked about McLean, man. McLean hit like 480 this week, had a steal, had a home run, had a bunch of counting stats. Um, it's only been a week, but or a week and a half, I guess. But man, he look he looks good at the plate. He has some good at bats too. Um yep. I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to really like uh really like our, our our boy Matt McLean here. Yeah, and he's the first of many to come up, but uh the question is what position is he ultimately gonna play? But he had two homers this week, I think. Uh he's just, and he's batting second. You gotta yeah. love it. Yeah, he had the one that went off. Uh, I forget whose glove it was, but someone uh, someone popped it over the fence. And I was like, "Thank you, I love that." Yeah. Um, before we move on to you know week ten and talking about some fab, a couple of pitchers who have been awesome in May. I want to get your thoughts on them real quick. Michael Walker, thirty two mm. innings in May, a zero point eight four ERA after a pretty rough start to the season, and John Gray has been really really good. Uh, four four zero in his five starts in May, one point nine five ERA, twenty three percent K rate, four point eight percent walk rate. Um, do you think we're finally, finally, finally getting the John Gray we wanted for many years? Yeah, maybe. Um, and the thing is, like, both of those have been kind of under the radar, especially, uh, I, I I think Waka, I, he had that huge start on, like, uh, like a, a big DFS night where he, he 
came up huge in like a late night home start 10 Ks or something like that for Waka before that. And he was just so bad in April. It kind of just, I was like, I dismissed that. I was like, okay, well he had one good start. Great. And the Padres have been so bad too, at the same time that, that it's kind of wild to see him have such a good month, but yeah. Uh, gray on the other hand. Yeah. I, I did expect good things from him. It's just, you know, with John gray, it's always, is he, is he healthy right now? Yeah. I mean, and that, that's, that's the worry is like, okay, will it last? Yeah, I agree too. I I like uh, I like Gray also. I think uh, I think the Rangers are, are a really fun team to watch. We talked about them a bunch last week, just based on you know they passed the Rays and run differential, so we we're just kind of noting that. But uh, still hanging in there, two games ahead of the Astros. You know the, the Astros were eight and two uh, last ten. Rangers are seven and three. Uh, they just need to get to Grom back, and uh, he's throwing side sessions, but he hasn't thrown more than thirty two pitches in any of them. I still think we're a ways away from that. It doesn't really seem like he seems like he's progressing, but not especially rapidly. Yeah, um, I I think you're right that they're just. And the thing is, they have the luxury with the extra wild cards. I mean, yeah. take your time with Degrom. You're already in a good position. You're yeah. doing well. Uh, them and the you know, Texas and the Orioles were the battle of the second and third best records in baseball uh, this weekend. Uh, you yeah. know, just better than the Dodgers even. So just just a reminder that how well the Rangers are playing. The Astros are right on their heels is their problem for the division. But as we saw last year. Yeah, you, you'd rather play a less series. You'd rather have home field, but it's not. It, it's nice. It's not necessary, though. Yeah, agreed. There. Uh, let's jump into uh, into week ten. Uh, we've got uh, we got seven uh, seven game teams. We got Arizona, Colorado, Boston, Tampa, Houston, the Angels, Minnesota, and Cleveland. We do have a weird uh, two teams have a weird schedule this week. The, the Cardinals and the Royals play five games. They don't play Wednesday and Thursday. They have back to back off days, which I guess they play each other to start the week. So then they don't start the series till Friday. But it's I don't can't remember the last time I saw a double. I look at the I always use the rotowire, you know, pitching problems to look at this, and mm-hmm. I, I, you don't see the double blank very often. No, I think I've seen it like one time in the last ten years. Uh, yeah. I'm with you that Zola and I were talking about on today's show on SiriusXM uh, that we think it's because of the holiday on Monday. They wanted to have that game uh, on Memorial Day. I, I, uh, I hate there's eight teams off tomorrow. By the way, yeah, I mean they everybody should play. Yeah, uh, agree. It's just it's one of those days we should have games from from ten to ten. Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day. Yep, all three of those days should be a full schedule. Yep, I, I, I'd throw uh, I'd throw the first opening, real opening day in there too. But yeah, those uh, those four days they, they should have. We should have games starting at ten, and we should have games ending at ten. It really. Uh, it just, I mean, I know this. I know making the schedules impossible and stadiums and schedule and all that. But uh, well, and especially with the balanced schedule this year yeah. too, and it's a new challenge. One of those days we just we out. just should have games all day and be able to be able to flip it on and watch. There are. Um, there are day games, so people set lineups. Uh, the the Guardians and Orioles play at ten. The Rangers and Tigers play at ten. There's a bunch of. Uh, this is uh, ten West Coast time, right? It's the only time zone that matters. Best Coast time. Yeah, uh, yeah. A couple of games at eleven uh, West Coast time, and a couple of games at one. So there's pretty much games all day. It's just not as many as we'd like. But yeah, if you're if you're set lineups, uh, you gotta have to you have to get up early if you're on the you're on the West Coast. At least there's no darn Peacock game at eight thirty five local time. <laughs> I uh, I looked at that game and it was ten to ten by the time I looked at it this morning. I was like, what yeah. the. <laughs> What the heck is going on? I look. I looked at someone. Someone sent me. I think it's Matt Modica sent me Gavin Stone's line. I was like, he's gonna have seven runs already. It's like nine fifteen in the morning, and got a no decision. Uh, that's the amazing no decision, thing. Yeah. Yeah, I poor Josh they, Fleming left hung out to for, dry for six innings in that game. I could not believe he was still in in the sixth inning. Although he threw like ninety pitches, yeah, it was just they were was, all was, hit hard. He was he very five homers. He was very efficient in giving up his runs. He was very quick about it. Uh, I saw in like the seventh inning, Jason Collette of uh, Rotowire tweeted there were twenty balls over hundred miles an hour exit velo in the game as of the seventh inning, which is pretty wild. Tough break if you bet the uh, he teased the under up to twenty and a half. Still lost. Yeah. Well, at least, uh, at least you're at least you're at least you're done early on. Anyway, you go uh, go get some brunch or something. Yeah, for uh, sure. Although, did, did you pl- have you plunked down for Peacock yet? By the way, uh, I think I have Peacock. I forget why. I think. I'm trying to remember why I have it. I think there was something on there that I watched. Um, I did not watch the game this morning, though, but I forget what it was. It's probably something my wife wanted to watch. I don't remember. I think we do have it. I have paid for HBO Max, and it's just Max now. Excuse me. But by the way, and it's because of Succession. I'm not there yet. I'm not. I'm trying to stay off Twitter. uh, Yeah, no. I I I quit Twitter at 5 o'clock today, which was tough because I was doing fab and all that. But uh, I pretty much quit Twitter at 5. Yeah, but how long are you going to have to quit to avoid spoilers? But are I'm you going to watch it tonight? I'm going to end the podcast with you, post this, and go watch it. So we're in season three, episode oh, 3.4 nice. or 3.5. We started watching it like three weeks ago. So we're, we're blazing through it as best we can. But Do you like it? Not going to make it in time. Oh, of course. I love yeah, it. It's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. It's a, 
It's funny. I first heard about it from uh, from Dalton Del Don and Chris List doing their podcast, and Dalton had his number one show of that year. And I haven't even heard of it. I'm like, I better check it out. Yeah. I, I was I was hooked from then on. So I Cross read like that early on call right there. We were watching Billions, and I'd read read reviews of it, and people in the comps were saying Succession's much better than Billions. Yeah. Like constantly, people saying that. I'm like, I liked uh, I liked okay. Billions early on, and then I I think I quit at some point. Yeah, uh, I have not quit it. I took a while to come back to it though. Once Axe left, I'm like, mm. yeah. But although he's supposedly coming back for another season, so we'll see. Yeah, I think I might be out anyway. Um, yeah. Good offensive schedule this week. Uh, Arizona has a, has a good week. They have seven games against Colorado, or seven games and four against Colorado, three against Atlanta. Uh, the Braves have a nice schedule. They don't play, they only play six, but three at Oakland, three at Arizona is a really good setup. They're going to just. Yeah, the, the A's uh, the A's finish with uh, finish with Houston. They they roll right into Atlanta like that. It's it's just it's going to be awful. It's uh, it's not going to be good there. Um, if you have any Braves or you think of any Braves, you can think of. I would start them all this week. Uh, Colorado has a good week. They're on the road, but four at Arizona, three at Kansas City. Really nice pitching matchups there for the for the Rockies. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, although Arizona, maybe not as much. I mean, they do get they do get Gallon, and then they get uh, but then they get. Zach Davies, Ryan Nelson, and Henry. But Arizona's just a good team, though. They are. That's the thing. You know, they, despite they like Merrill, the, they miss Merrill Kelly, who's been freaking awesome, by the way. Yeah, another good outing today. That's right. Yeah. Um, he has been freaking awesome. But I mean, Arizona's just they're a pain in the butt. They just keep yeah. on beating just 30. I mean, they did run in the Red Sox this weekend, so they lost two or three against them, I think. But they're 30 and 23. I mean, they could still collapse. It's not it's not late yet. But, but they're two months in, and they're still a playoff team. That's pretty darn impressive. They're one of those West Coast teams, too, and you know, there's only like three games left. I find myself uh, watching a lot more of them than I thought I would when, when the year started. Yeah, I, I just wish that stadium and broadcast team were a little better. But then again, the people say that about actually... me and the podcast and the, and the radio show, so that's fine, too. No one would ever say that. Um, yeah, I'm sh- some would. I don't mind that stadium as much on TV. I don't like it in person at all. I've been to a couple of games I did not oh, enjoy it in person, but I, uh, I've been I, I, on TV, yeah. I don't mind it as much. But um, in person, you feel like you're in a gigantic, huge warehouse. It's very strange. Yeah, I was thinking office park, same thing. Like yeah. you go in and like you're on the left down the left field line, and there's like this carpeted hallway, and you're almost looking like for yeah. you know going into the office here. Yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird place, but uh, it's very stale. I, Tampa and Boston also, if you can pick up any guys there, you know, those are probably teams, not many guys available, but uh, Tampa has three at Chicago, four at Boston. Then Boston has three against our Reds and four against the Rays. Some good, uh, some good matchups there. Yep. Uh, I want, before we get into fab real quick, uh, since we're talking about fab, this is kind of a uh, fab adjacent. Uh, got three rookie, like big fab call-ups. I wanted to ask you about one was actually drafted everywhere Two are call-ups. I want to know of uh, how, or how you feel about the dropping or holding them. Uh, the first is Grayson Rodriguez in in Baltimore. He was obviously drafted everywhere, especially once it sounded like he was going to make the opening day roster. Um, brutal start to the year. 7.35 ERA, 1.7 whip, uh, a ton of walks, a ton of home runs. He got a little bit unlucky. The bat up's high. The strand rate's low. But uh, he got sent down to AAA this week. Uh, what are you doing in a uh, – I'm asking a 12 and a 15. Obviously, people have played different size leagues. Uh, are you holding uh, Grayson Rodriguez while he's in AAA? No. I'm dropping in both mix any form and almost any mixed format. I'm dropping. Uh, I, I just haven't seen the signs. I mean, he had a couple of starts where, which are pretty good, but even in his best starts, like the command hasn't been great. Um, I, 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 I've been holding, you know, ale only tout wars. I'm holding on to him and I've sure. been having him active and that's been fun. Um, those, but those no, haven't, ha- that hasn't no. helped your ratios. No, uh, it has not. Uh, you know, Grayson, Grayson Rodriguez, Lance Lynn killer combo has been fun. Ooh. Well, Lance Lynn's been good the last three starts, but yeah, uh, it, it's tough. Uh, it's really tough to be patient on him. It, it, it's, it's, I think Grayson Rodriguez is American League translation for Brandon Fott. I mean, I think they're this, they're very similar situ- situations there, and I think Fott's on our list. Uh, good, uh, good transition right there. Are you a drop on Fott also in 12 and 15s? Yes, I am. Um, he, he, he got his chance after, and, and in both cases, the organization saw something that he wasn't ready, right? Yep. Didn't make the opening day roster in either case. Grayson came up a little quicker because of an injury, but the fact is there's a, the organization saw something. We, I don't want to appeal to authority, but at the same time, 
their authority is probably stronger than ours. Like, how could they send this super wonderkin down? And both teams that are trying to win too. So they're not playing, yeah. they're not playing games with service time. Or anything. Like they're trying to win games. They're both in the right. mix. Uh, I'm a drop on both of them too. I agree with you. Uh, even in 15 teamers, um, I'd probably be more likely to hold Rodriguez, but I'd probably hold neither, but fought. I mean, not striking anybody out. It looks like he doesn't trust his fastball. You watch him and it just like, it's not there. Yeah. Um, swing strike rates under 10%. There's just a lot, not a lot here to like from a, a right now perspective. And it's one of those things like you could hold him. If he's down a month, he might come up and be bad again. Like it's just, I don't think I can do it with someone that just didn't show enough for me. I think I'm, I think I'm using that roster spot somewhere else. Yeah. And there's nothing, Nothing stopping you from bidding back, getting going yeah. after him again when he gets called back up again. For sure. Although, then you're you're fighting everybody else. I get that. And he uh, probably he probably gets picked up next week. Someone will probably take a stab and stash him. Um, I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine if I miss him. I just he didn't he didn't show me enough to to me to be super worried about him coming back to bite me too much. For sure. Um, and it might it might be a while till he's back anyway. Like he might go make five or six starts down there, and then at that point you're at six weeks. There's no way you can hold him that long. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. Um, yeah. and so I, yeah, I've been, I, uh, and it'd be like, it's kind of like his teammate, Jake McCarthy got sent down, was tearing it up in AAA. Okay. I'll bid on him again. I may not yep. get him. I may lose, but I, it, he's, he's available to me. It's not, it's just dropping for now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hitters, there's one rookie hitter I wanted to ask you about. And I, I got him in a couple spots and it's, uh, it's not been great. Uh, we talked about Matt McClain has been really good. Uh, Matt Mervis has been the opposite. It's been rough and he's not playing very much. He sat today against, uh, against Ashcraft. Who's a righty for the Reds. So you hate to see him. He, Mervis is a lefty and you hate to see him sit versus a righty. That's, that means he's, you know, not only not losing left in le- again, claims against lefties, but losing games righties is really tough. Uh, he's hit 200 through uh, 66 plate appearances. Does have two home runs, hitting them all hard. 52% hard hit, 13% barrel, but a ton of strikeouts. Did not was not a big strikeout guy in the minors. In, in AAA in 2022 and earlier this year, he was under 18%. So this, I think this is the first time through kind of thing. I'm just worried that uh, – I'm worried what the leash is here. All of the Cubs are so bad that they they should just play him. I mean, quietly, the Cubs are the worst record in the National League. Yeah, uh, I was going to bring that up, actually. They're wor- worse After than the our red swept them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, they almost got no hit on Friday. Uh, Hunter Green looked great, oh, although he needed a lot of pitches to get through his six innings. But still, a lot of swing and miss. Uh, the Cubs, I mean, they have individual players that are having decent years, although Morel started to slow down. Uh, but Patrick Wisdom has started to slow down, although he had a big day today. But on Friday, he was benched uh, for like the third time in five games, and he was one for his last 21 with 14 strikeouts. Uh, <laughs> That's a lot that's that's a my math isn't very strong but that's two-thirds of the time that that's bad um yeah you know and i know he strikes out a lot that's part of what he does but they're in a big tailspin they they they're having a horrible awful no good month um so so, yeah it's just and you know you gotta i i don't think it's permanent and again they're in the right division they're five games out of first place worst record in the nl but five and a half out of first is pretty uh, pretty crazy yeah, it is. And it just shows like why there's still hope for the Cardinals, why there's still hope for the the, the Cubs. I mean, even our Reds have a hope um, and they yeah. have tons of prospects still, but I, I think they'll fade pretty fast once they play tougher competition again. Uh, but yeah. You, uh, it, do you think we're seeing Dela Cruz and Encarnacion Stroud this week? No, I do not. Um, pretty I think, soon though, right? All the service time. Because they're on the road. Okay. It's not service time. Oh, you don't think I, it is? I, I, I don't think so. Okay. I, I really think it's, uh, you know, th- first of all, they're not, the, that's not been their history. They haven't been like holding guys down for the sake of holding them down. It's more like determination when they're ready. But the other reason is they're on the road still. They're at Boston this week. Maybe uh, over the weekend they fa- they come home, they face Milwaukee. Yeah, maybe then, but I think, I, I, think we I, see, well, I think we see one of them this weekend. We might. For anyway, I think Encarnacion Strand will see before De La Cruz. And the reason is they have to figure out where, where he plays, where McLean plays and how to f- yeah. make that all work. Uh, Spencer Strider has been playing. I mean, Spencer Steer Strider has been pitching well too, but Spencer Steer has been playing really well lately and they, they can't really take him out of the lineup right now. They can't justify that. No, I, I agree with you. It's, it's a good problem to have. Um, every, although every every tweet with Ellie De La Cruz is hitting a, hitting a ball like four sixty. Is a I know he's a, right? he's a he's a fun Twitter player to say the least. Yes, he is, and I I will be ecstatic. I'll be over it, and maybe hey, prove me wrong tomorrow, and that's fine. I'll I'll bid on him. Uh, you know, I picked him up in Yahoo Friends and Family a week ago. So I saw. You know, I, I noticed. I, yeah, I, I, I went. I went, I went to look and 
You had him and somebody. I, there's somebody else I Royce looked at Lewis. you had. That's who it was. Yeah. Yep. Royce Lewis okay. is getting the call, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk, talk about him in one second. But um, right. I will not spoil any more then. Just to answer the question on Mervis, I'm a hold in 15. I'm a drop in 12s. That's fair. I think that'd be the same. I think uh, I think I'm gonna give it a couple more weeks. I, you know, I, the fact that I spent him on a lot of fab money on him shouldn't you know impact it too much, but it does for me a little bit. You know, I bet it for a reason. He's obviously a big prospect, and I think it's a first time through strikeout thing. Um, I have to think it uh, have to think it turns in turns around pretty quick. I'm gonna give him a couple more weeks and then and figure it out there. Uh, before Fair. we do jump into fab, one trade question in the chat, Jeff. Which side do you like, uh, Josh Young and Luis Robert, or Jordan Alvarez and Lucas Gelito? That's a strange one. Um, That's not hard. I think I'm, I like I'm, Alvarez. I'm taking the Alvarez side too. I like, I, I kind of uh, poo poo Josh Young last week. He's been awesome. I, I was wrong in that one. Uh, I was comparing him to Morel is not a, not a great challenge trade, but Luis Roberts, great. Uh, I'm taking Alvarez. I, I, I almost always like in the best player in that deal. And, and I think I take, I take Alvarez there. And G has been fine since after a bumpy uh, start to a season. I know he struggled a little bit again this week against the Tigers, uh, but I, I still like Giolito long term. Yeah, I think that's uh, good too. Yeah, someone mentioned in the chat that uh, Matt Mervis sat against Ashcraft today. I, I did see that, noted that. Um, him getting sent down, which noted here, is probably not impossible. Uh, so obviously, if that happens, that probably changes my uh, drop situation. But I'm I'm still a hold for right now. But let's jump into this week's fab. Uh, but first, a note from our sponsors at Rival Fantasy. A new Major League Baseball season means it's time for a new kind of daily fantasy baseball. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played, and they brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy games include Fantasy Bingo, Head-to-Head Player Challenges, and Fantasy Book, where users can select over-unders for two to five players. With games like this, daily fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if if you win your first play... Or if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up. Use code ROTOWIREMLB at sign up. Deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry and rival protected up to 50 bucks. Now this time to step up to the plate. Become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Jeff, the big uh, the big Fab guy uh, today was uh, Dodgers pitcher Bobby Miller. Um, he pitched earlier in the week, but was not available in most NFBC leagues. Obviously, most leagues we could pick anybody up. He's been gone for uh, for the whole week. But uh, in leagues where you couldn't pick someone up, or uh, you know your Fab runs Sunday, Bobby Miller was the big cup pickup. Uh, I lost him by three bucks in a league, which uh, was mm. a little frustrating. I was uh, I was I was mildly aggressive, and he went actually fairly low in like the one seventies. One of my leagues, the other one was like. 288 and 320 uh where do you go in yours and how aggressive were you in in trying to get uh you know 
another one of these uh, these these studs young pitchers. Because I spent on Yuri Perez in two of my three mains, I wasn't that aggressive. Yeah. Uh, but he went 364, 330, and 161, believe it or yeah. not. And I had that. I had that. I had that the same. I had a 177. I was at 174. So, uh, oh. And that yeah. mine was kind of like, uh, I'd love to get him, but I only, I only have like 450 bucks and I need offense there, but I need some yeah. ratios. I would have liked to get him for that price. Uh, I certainly wish I'd bumped up a little bit. But, you know, as we see with some of these guys, who knows how they work. But how do you feel about Miller? Uh, in terms of kind of moving forward, do you think he sticks? Uh, it seems like he will for the moment. Looked good in his first start. That was against the Braves, too. Um, obviously, the stuff is there. Uh, how do you feel about Miller kind of going forward? Do you think he'll uh, end up working out for those fab prices? Uh, I don't like him as much as Perez. I don't like him as much as Tanner Bybee. But, I mean, he he was impressive in his first start against the Braves. Yeah. You, know, I, I, you know, I don't know how often you're going to win going five innings, and I think that's going to happen a lot. Um, but helps helps you on the Dodgers, I suppose. Yes, it does. It helps that Gavin Stone sunk like a rock. So uh, he yeah. he's he's. But they're going to bring back um, who's the other kid? The uh, Grove is going to yeah, pitch Grove. next week. So and replace Stone. Urias is not far off. It sounds like probably not this weekend. They play the Yankees this weekend. I mean, that's going to be a fun series, Dodgers Stadium. By the way, they did kind of slightly delay him though. He did yeah, a lot he, of throwing on flat ground, but didn't throw off a mound yesterday. Supposed to, and they said it's so it's a little bit setback. So I think he was kind of hoping for this weekend. Maybe we're talking next yeah. week, but you're right. That's a that's a little weird, like what's going on there. But someone has to come out. I would think it, Miller would stick over Grove when Urias is back, or maybe they. I don't think they take Syndergaard out. Although that might, that might be the correct answer um, eventually. But I, eventually. I just, they got to they got to be convinced that they have a better option. So yeah. this is a pretty big audition for Miller. I mean, yeah. I like the first start against the Nats. Uh, yeah. Don't love it against the Yankees, but at least it's not in Yankee Stadium. I assume that's Sunday Night Baseball next week. I assume it has to be, right? Yeah, it is. It is. They already said that on the broadcast tonight. Oh, okay. Um, that's a, I that's like a... the Sunday Night Crew, by the way. I think I've mentioned that before, but I really like Ravage and Perez. Um, I and, uh, yeah, I think they're a good group. And David Cohn, too. That's the third. Uh, I like all three of those. Yeah, I was I was definitely in on Miller. I wasn't in the 300 range just because I don't have the money I spent. I've spent on offense, my problem. I spent on Mervis. I spent on McLean. Uh, my offenses have been worse than my deep or my, than my pitching. But uh, this is the first week in a while where I kind of feel like maybe I've uh, I've I've found some roster help here and I'm kind of moving in the right direction. We'll see how long that lasts. Next next week I'll probably be saying how bad I am again. But mm, uh, this week was yeah. a little bit uh, a little bit positive. Moved up a little bit, which is good. So. Uh, I think Miller's actually be really good. I love. I, I like the fact he threw 120 something innings last or 100, yeah, 120 yeah. something innings last year. All right, maybe it's, uh, maybe 111, so, but something in that range. So he can, like, you're going to get, I think, 90 to 110 innings out of him. He's thrown what 20 this year, so you're going to get a good chunk coming through here. You look at uh, you look at uh, the minors last year. The strikeout rate was huge. The walk rate was not a problem. He was like seven and a half percent. You love to see that from a young pitcher. Um, I love Dodgers pitchers with their offense, with their coaching staff. I think that uh, I think he's gonna be really good. I was in on him. Um, I do like him. I think I agree with you on Perez. I do I feel like Bybee more. I'm pretty close on Miller and Perez probably, but I think he's gonna be good. Um, I wish I'd gotten him, but it just uh, you can only get so many guys, as you said before. Uh, Mike Soroka, I guess it's Michael Soroka now. Uh, apparently getting yes. the uh, getting the he's call. Serious. He is a serious person. It has been a long road back for Soroka. I think everybody's rooting for him, but he was 70% rostered in the main event. I did not have him available in any of mine, but he's only 10% available in the 12-team online championships. Uh, what were you thinking with uh, Soroka? I always think everybody's rooting for the guy. He hasn't pitched uh, really a lot of innings since 2019. Um, was obviously really good then, 2-7 ERA in 2019, 174 innings. Has been hurt since then, essentially. Um, how do you feel about Soroka coming up, and uh, were, you, were you in on him, and would you throw him this week for the two-step? Oh, you have to. He's facing yeah. No offense, your former A's. Um, yeah, so he gets so, a, he gets a layup in the first start back, which is really nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, you and it's a two stepper. So, and the other one's at Arizona, which we talked about. Ballpark wise, isn't super scary, and it's it's a good lineup, but not a like oh god, I can't start them uh, against lineup either. They can't hurt you like any uh, like any other league average team can offense league average offense that is, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, if you got him, you start him. I got him in yogurt. I got Soroka in yogurt. Uh, didn't get and him you, in my main. You held him, or you picked him up this week? I picked him up this week. Okay, nice. And I got him for. Bear with me. Live, live looking up things is fun, but uh, I, I got him for seventy three with a backup bid of fifty one. So that's a oh, fifteen team mix. Uh, I saw him go for more in one of my main event leagues. 
I would have. I would. I would have thought he's probably in the the like one twenty five range somewhere in there. He went one seventy five. Oh wow! More than Bobby Miller. Oh, Um, that surprises me. And Max Freed was dropped in that league, and someone spent two seventy one on Max Freed. Wow! You know, honestly, I I wouldn't have spent that much on Max Freed. I oversaw. I haven't. I, I haven't really looked at his prognosis. What is he? He began a throwing program three days ago. God, he's so he's. He's Another at least a month out, right? Yeah, at least a month out, yeah. Uh, hey, I mean, yes, there's a high ceiling. If you get two and a half months of Max Freed at right. Max Freed levels, that's great. But that's not guaranteed either. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I would have been, I would have done a keep him honest bid had I noticed him available and had the roster spot. But you know how we talk about stashing. In-season stashing is just as tough. It is. And that's a, like, you're hoping for July 1st. Yeah. Exactly. That's the hope. Um, that's an interesting drop, though. That's uh, we're getting to the point of the year where it is drop. It's funny you mentioned yogurt. I did get Bobby Miller and yogurt for one ninety two. So hopefully, uh, oh, hopefully well it works out there. I have a really good offense there. My pitching is um, Degrom, Carlos Rodon, and someone else that's been hurt all year. I forget who it is, but I've I've, I've pretty much been playing with nine healthy pitchers all year. So it's yeah. uh, it'd be good to get some some fresh pitching blood there. So I still have Scarf remaining, which is Scarf. also the uh, that, You got to always drop nine minutes. Once. Yeah. Um, I have 585 left there. That's actually the most in my league. The bidding has been pretty aggressive in this league. How's your, how's your pitching? It's pretty good. It's okay. Um, I'm like third place in the league. Uh, so I, I might go big Two forty-two. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about uh, it's late enough that the fellow Scarfians probably aren't (laughs) listening to this. They're, if they're, they're frantically fitting their bids in, they're probably not even listening. I don't think they listen. Um, if someone bids 243, you know that someone's listening. Yeah. Um, so go, go 244. Yeah, I just did. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I got to go higher now. Um, now, you gotta go now they're, they're listening to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mental gymnast, gymnast, uh, gymnastics here. Gym, uh, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you in 10 minutes, if, assuming we're still on uh, what uh, what he went for. But yeah. uh, anything else you did with starting pitching? I found after Miller and Soroka, it was kind of a – a couple, there were some two starts. Uh, Ryan Nelson has a two starts with Arizona. Ben Lively with our Reds has two starts, but the first one's at Boston. I couldn't do Ben Lively. I just couldn't. Yeah. He's looked really uh, good as versus starts, but at Boston, I know. It's scary. It's a tough yeah. ask. And yeah. there, there's a lot of history there. And then there's including his AAA this year, which wasn't very good. Um, yeah. That makes me skeptical uh, at best. Uh, I got Griffin Canning in a main event league. Are you? Got, I looked at him. Uh, he has he has a re- one really tough start, right? If I forget what it was, uh, he just shut down the Red Sox this past week. He did. He pitched. Uh, he's at the White Sox. Oh, then at Houston, the second start. Yeah. So, but you know what? At the White Sox has been very good lately. I that uh, didn't scare me, and then I scrolled over and saw at Houston, and I was uh, I admit I got a little freaked out with that, that one. But honestly, I mean, I know they hit seven homers today. So, but does yeah, that really even count? They don't count. I mean, everybody has I mean, their turn hitting Jose, against the Jose A's. Abreu no hit a home run today. You know they don't count. You saw the highlight of that, did you? Yeah, he ran right. around the bases and slid at the yeah. dugout, too. Yeah, so and, then they, and, they, and they threw at him the next at bat. Yeah. Um, Which is, by the way, also dumb. Yes, it's hella dumb. Um, yes. it's, well, good, if good you don't like area. it, don't give up a homer. Good Bay Area you know? reference right there. It's funny yeah. that Abreu's first home run was 360 feet and just over the leaping outfielder. It was pretty yes, funny. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I thought, his, nice, I, nice day. I, I thought it was his reaction was kind of cheesy too, though. But you know what? I understand he is frustrated as all hell. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. So the, the other guy, guy I was kind of interested in was uh, Sean Manaya. by the way. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. So there. is he, do you, you think he's throwing Tuesday? Cause I looked at this too. Yeah. Uh, he's been really good in kind of his bulk, bulk innings the last couple times out. I just don't know how stretched out he is, but if he's home against Pittsburgh on Tuesday, which is kind of what people are guessing, that's a pretty good start. Is he if he can go five because he looked that's really good last what couple I was times? Thinking. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I uh, I'm sort of sort of half in on Ryan Nelson in Arizona. I like the first start. The second starts Atlanta, which scares the heck of me. But you look at his last two starts: uh, eleven and a third, one earned run, ten strikeouts. He had the four walks in one of those starts, but no no walks against the Phillies. He only gave three hits in that game. Uh, been quietly good in three of his last four starts. Uh, not a huge strikeout guy, but if you need some innings and you can maybe, uh, maybe your ratios are okay. He's someone that, uh, you know, struck out a lot of guys in the minors has not translated yeah. to the majors as of yet. Um, but I think he's, uh, he's mileage. He was someone I kind of had down my waterfall as you would call it. 
as James Anderson called it, that I stole yeah. from. Uh, Jaime Barria is in the same boat. Yeah, uh, I, I was. I, he, I listed Nelson in, and Barria as both he guys. Threw in, he threw in relief today or yesterday, though, right? Yeah, so it's kind of like, eh. I mean, the Angels are always confusing with that last spot. Yeah, and then I guess he can just throw it as I was. I guess throw day, and then he could pitch against the uh, against the White Sox later. But I don't. I just didn't know how that was going to work. Um, what about relievers? I found this to be an impossible week with relievers. Uh, didn't really do much. Uh, was there anybody you were speculating on with relievers? Like maybe Giovanni Gallegos in a twelve teamer. He's taken the most fifteen teamers, but uh, you know Helsley's uh, had some hiccups here, and Gallegos I think has six saves. Uh, Justin Lawrence in Colorado's playing pretty, uh, pitching pretty well, and uh, Pierce Johnson has an ERA over six. Uh, Nate Pearson kind of moving up the ladder in Toronto. He's like kind of setting up Romano now, but those are some names I was kind of speculating on. But there's not much relievers. If you're down in saves, it's not a good time to need them. Yeah, I, I didn't dabble in any of those. Um, Pierce Johnson like got the save yesterday, I think it was. Um, you know, he he got a couple of saves this week, and then he also had the horrible blow up outing on Thursday, where both he and Dylan Floro blew up. I had to make that roster uh, choice between one of them, and they both blew up instead. So that was kind of fun. Uh, but no, I I I, I, I acknowledge Lawrence has pitched well. Um, you know who they, they there's like they have like three guys that have pitched pretty well in relief quietly. Um, Pier, because, Pierce Johnson's whip is one eight. Yeah, he walks a lot of pitchers. <laughs> one numbers. eight is you ain't closing many games and you're putting two guys on an inning. That's just that's that's tough to get around that. This is some Brad Lidge uh, stuff right now in terms yeah. of holding on to the closer job despite being off. Who was the guy in Sean Sean Tercone, Right, had like thirty something saves in the area over yep. six. Is that what it was? Yep. Is that what it was? Yep. Well, Lidge too with the Phillies under Charlie Manuel also right. had one of those years. I'm looking. I'm looking at Chacon. Uh, wow, he had uh, he had 35 saves in the ERA of seven one one. Yeah. That, oh, his whip that year was one nine four. Yeah. That that's pretty crazy. But 35 saves. Uh, some of the chat mentioned uh, Yanier Cano. Yeah, he's been he's been long gone in Baltimore. He's uh, that dude's awesome. Did he give up yep. a couple runs this week? Finally, I think he has yeah. first walk of the season too, which is crazy. Drago bleeds. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, what about hitters? Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Royce Lewis earlier getting the call from Minnesota coming up tomorrow. Um, was not available in most NFBC leagues, which we talk about a lot, just because um, you know he hasn't played yet. If he had been dropped and picked up, then he could uh, be added. But this is a guy that was a massive prospect towards ACL uh, last season. Uh, what do you? I, I, a lot of what Royce Lewis is, is, you know, how his playing time looks this week. And now he plays this week, but he could be someone that we're getting that is getting some big bids on for next weekend. Yeah, we could. Um, and, and you James Anderson up in Yahoo. If you if he's available somewhere, I go grab him right now. James Anderson was on uh, Sirius XM with us, and he's like, if there's one hitter that can make an impact this year, I'm all over Royce Lewis. Wow. So James Anderson vouches. Uh, I listen. Yeah. Um, so. Obviously, I think everybody who listens here probably knows James Anderson is the prospect guy right away, and just a, he's a, he's really really good. Yep, he is the EF Hutton of prospect prospecting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be a really fun one. I hope uh, you didn't even you just blowing past that reference. You like don't even go with that I, old old school. I, reference I knew there. I knew what the reference was when people talk. He listens, but uh, yeah. I assumed I was the only one because I'm old and I I got it. But. Yeah, exactly. Um, I yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. I mean, if we get either the Cincinnati guys called up and we get uh, Royce Lewis, it could be a big uh, big fab offensive weekend this week. We could be. Uh, not quite Fab and Palooza, but if we get uh, a couple of those guys, we have we have some big offensive bids next week, and we've had a lot of pitching so far. But this is going to be uh, it's going to be a week for some big offensive prospects. So it yeah, be if fun. Ellie De La Cruz gets the call in the next two weeks, someone in some league will bid over five hundred for him. Yeah, if you if you have money left and he gets called up, you just do it right. Like what do you? What, it it reminds me of uh, it was many years ago when Carlos Correa got called up. Uh, it was kind of that one, like everybody, anybody had money. That was the week. You just might as well do it. Cause you're not going to be anybody else and you just do it. And I think it'll be, I think that'll be very Dela Cruz right there. Yeah. I might be that guy. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I imagine. Um, other players, you mentioned Jake McCarthy earlier, got the call back up this week. He was 62% rostered in the main event, 19% in the uh, 12 teamers. Uh, obviously it was horrible when he, when he, uh, we started out the year, he was, you know, he was kind of their guy, one of their guys. And he was hitting the middle of the order for a while. And he kind of moved down, and then he just uh, he got caught, sent down. He's hit 147 so far in the year. Uh, Babbitt's really low. He's not striking out a lot, which is a good sign, but not hitting anything hard. Um, didn't love him coming into the year just because he doesn't hit anything hard, but he's obviously a guy who has a ton of speed. He had 23 steals last year. Um, if you need stolen bases, this was a guy you had to go after. Yep, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, McCarthy is like a – you know, you had to kind of control your uh, – your, 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 
illness impulse here, if you will, uh, especially if you drafted and dropped him, not be too proud to try to pick him back up. But I was in on him. I didn't get him, though. I mean, other people bid more. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, he's batting eighth right now. So, I mean, it, it's not a slam dunk by any and stretch. get a sit versus lefties. So he's yeah. going to be a platoon guy. And even against righties, like they just have a lot of guys there that are, he's got to fight with playing time. It's not an easy uh, full-time job. He's got, he's got to hit pretty good to, to, to take that job back. Yeah, for sure. Cause you've got, we've got, you got Carol who's obviously going to play every day. You got uh Paven Smith is in there. I uh, just have to have a lot of guys. Paven Smith could not be in there though. Uh, yeah. He's been be. really bad last couple of weeks, but uh, yeah. And then you got, uh, there is, it's there's a lot of guys, but if you play well, there's it's not like you there's there's studs blocking you by any means. Yeah, that that's true. Um, and especially like they sent down Alec Thomas, you know, you know, so that that's also one less guy. And they sent down the guy that replaced him, um, like Dominic Fletcher. Uh, so who was good for a week and then was really bad the next week. He was he was great when nobody had him. Then he got picked up and he was bad after that. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of the way it works. Um, Jesus Sanchez in Miami. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be expected to be activated on Tuesday. Um, the Marlins have a bunch of games against righties this week. This is someone I was in on this week. He uh, He's going to play against righties. He um, was playing well before he got hurt. Uh, he's at 290, uh, 51% hard hit rate, 15.5% barrel rate. We loved uh, – a lot of people loved – I was one of them, liked Jesus Sanchez in the last couple of years, but it looks like he has uh, maybe put together something. He does strike out a ton, but it was a lot of hard contact that came with it. Yeah, there was. And um, I, you know, I wasn't in on him because – I don't know. I just, I see what he's done in years past too. And I mean, yes, uh, th- he's got those like physical skills that are, are always interesting. And I just, I haven't like convinced myself like the batting average is ever going to get there. I guess that's where yeah. I'm at with him. He strikes out a ton. The Babbitt was 405 earlier on the year, but uh, if you get over the strikeouts down in like 24, 25%, he could be really good. I, uh, when you need pop though, if you need home runs, he definitely has a ton of pop. There's no doubt. There's no question there, uh, but I think you're right. The batting average is going to be uh, clearly a problem there. Um, let's see. Someone mentioned in the chat that McCarthy took off from the bottom of the lineup last year and Smith got sent down. That's that is true. very true. McCarthy could get hot and he got hot last year, but uh, I'm just not a, I'm not a huge fan of the, the offensive skill set. but yeah, he'd get hot. He starts stealing bases in a fantasy. That's, that's really huge right there. Uh, other guys that were available. You mentioned Akil Badu earlier, um, you know, in Detroit, they play, they have, I think they have five runnies this week. He had a grand slam today. Um, he's been playing pretty well. Um, Luis Urias in Milwaukee sounds like he's going to get he's going to be uh, ready to go early this week. They sound the thirtieth is the first day he's, a, he's available to be activated. He had three hits today. He was zero for thirteen before that, but uh, in rehab, so kind of starting to hit a little bit. Um, he was someone I kind of like too. Second, third, and short eligible. Um, I really I, I like this as a possible kind of deep league play as someone that's going to going to play once he gets called up. I was just going to say I like the the three position qualification there. I yeah. think that really is handy. Uh, the, the fact that they lost Adamus maybe for only seven days, but we'll see how long they lost him. That that helps open that up a, a playing time. That was, a, that was a scary one, by the way. Did you see the yeah, that? super scary. Cool. Brian Ears had like finished the at bat in tears because it was off yeah. of his bat and all that. I mean, it was just awful. He's just uh, he's really lucky he didn't break some of his face because he got hit and did not he did not tip that or block that at all. It just hit him right in the eye. It was he was yeah. really lucky. He was just a never lucky to have a concussion, but lucky no no facial fractures. Yeah. Uh, someone mentioned the chat, uh, Francisco Alvarez, someone we could trust the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you have mm-hmm. him, you just slot him in the way to catch spots. I think the Mets are going to start to play him more regularly. He's kind of already starting to get out there, but he can flat out hit. Bat um, so, second today, by yeah, the way. He can, And he had three at homer, too. Um, great. It was Coors, but still, he's he's just uh, he's a guy you start a catcher right now. You don't even think about it. Um, someone else asked, Jeff, question for you, since we talked about him a bunch. Do you think Michael Harris the second gets it going a little bit here? You know, he actually – homered yesterday yeah, uh base today i yeah. mean there's some signs that he might be coming around a little bit made an incredible catch rob schwarber of a home run uh really sweet uh sweet catch uh and, and then schwarber hit one into the water as well so after that <laughs> but i'm surprised schwarber hit two balls well in the same game that's usually more than he does in a week dude when he hits him though he squares uh, him up he really <laughs> it's, does. Yeah. it's so fun that home run in the playoffs last year oh the Pump one, the one he hit in in Wrigley is always the one to me, like on top of the scoreboard in right field. That like the yeah. ball was still there, like four months later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, someone asked, should they drop Wilson Contreras for Elias Diaz? I would not do. I would not do that for sure. Um, other offensive players, anybody else you liked? Uh, Patrick Bailey, a catcher in San Francisco, has played five of the last six games. Uh, Owen Miller had some stats this week for the Brewers. Rugnet Odor 
the ghost of is back. He's 29, yeah. by the way. I thought he was like 36. Um, I couldn't believe someone said he was 29. I was shocked by that. He uh, came up any at other... like 18 or 19. Yeah. Remember, they... bought a yeah. horse or two after his contract? Uh, yeah. Um, I, like, I like that his brother is also named Rugden. That always cracks me up. Um, yeah. Any Anybody else offensively you guys were really looking at? It's, uh, it seemed like the top group we talked about there. I looked at Willie Castro, who you liked last week, although with Kepler back and Royce Lewis back, I think the playing time maybe start to dry, dry up there. But he was good this week for you. That was a good pickup by you. Uh, anybody else that you liked uh, from on the offensive side of the ball? Well, you mentioned Bailey. I picked him up in a league where we originally lost Jose Trevino and replaced him with like Jeffers, where it's just we're just hoping maybe Bailey keeps playing a decent amount. It, it's yeah. nothing uh, that we're su- super thrilled about. Uh, so we'll see. By the way, I did get Bobby Miller and Scarf. Uh, uh, 253, 253 to 243. Somebody was listening. That is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> There's no way that was coincidence right there. It can't be. It can't be. Uh, that's, so that's I incredible. overpaid by 10, but that was, that was worth it. Just for the joke, if anything else. The, Anthony Just Volpe dropped in that league, by the way. That's going to be some fun bidding next week. Four, four for his last 34, I think. Yeah, he dropped in the order. It's getting rough. I understand, but uh, someone will pick is, him up. He plays, good. I, he plays better defense. I thought it was Arm. He doesn't have a huge arm. He plays pretty good defense. I, don't, I think they're going to yeah. stick with him. They just... I don't really, I mean, Peraza was hurt, but Orlando Oswaldo Cabrera has been really bad. Um, I think they stick with Volpe, but I mean, he's at, he's at buck 98 right now. Like it's, he just, he's striking out a lot and hitting a ton of fly balls. A really bad combo for batting average. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, Someone asked in the chat if if Matt McClain is trustable this week. Matt McClain is trustable every week. My new favorite, my new favorite player. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I picked up Spencer Steer in a 12 teamer. Um, oh, like that. Yeah. Uh, now, yes, CES might be coming up and that'll be, you know, question. Mark. But Steer has been good, straight up good this year. You know, he's got a good on base. He already had a good on base before he was hitting for average. So I, I think he will get a decent amount of run. Yes, it could get crowded eventually. But so I what, think what can the more. Reds, what can the Reds do here? Like Steer can play first. Senzel can go to the outfield. Um, someone could DH. It's just, it, it could get crowded, but. Like you can get Fairchild and Newman out of there, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. Newman's already kind of out of there. Yeah. I mean today McLean was the DH, I think, and they gave Newman a day at short or something like that. Um, I saw they they move move some things around, but Steer was a prospect of note. Yeah. So I mean, you got to fi- figure, you know, got to give him unless he's like totally drowning. That you got to keep playing him. He's not pulling a Jose Barrero out there. He's actually hitting well. So yeah. I think I said it last week, but man, you, you get those two guys up. This could be one of those lineups that like you just watch a lot of games the second half of the year because they may not be great as a team, but they'll be really fun on offense if you get all those guys in the lineup. They could be a pretty good offense the second half. Yeah. And if not, if they'll not, be if that, not, like, not good, they'll be fun. They could, they're going to hit like a collective second time around the league slump at some point in time. They'll, sure. they'll, they'll take their lumps, but they're going to be, uh, they're, they're going to be fun. And, you know, Louisville's still a fun team. And they're, they're getting some pitchers, too. Andrew Abbott's a fun pitcher, too. So we'll see. I mean, one of those it, teams, it, they'll be on and you'll you'll flip on when they're up and you'll want to watch a lot of those at-bats, which is exactly uh, which, is, which is really fun there. Um, good question. So we talked about guys who were struggling earlier. Uh, someone asked in the chat, would you panic on Vinny Pascantino yet? I don't have a whole lot of Vinny P, even though I like Vinny P. I like the idea of Vinny P. Uh, what's he doing lately? I am. Uh, I'm not panicking here. His strikeout rate's really low. He's walking a lot. His hit hard hit rate's still pretty good. Um, his bat's a little low at 263, but I mean he's not nine home runs hitting 260. I'm I'm not panicking on him yet. I think it's. Uh, I think he'll get a little bit better. I don't know if he's. You know he's never gonna. He's never gonna run. So he's never get that. But I think we're looking at. Uh, you know, good average with some pop. I'm I'm certainly holding on him unless you're in the most shallow of leagues. Are they playing him more at DH and playing uh, Prado at first? Is that the deal now? Uh, I wonder yeah, if that's, I mean, how that's affecting him. Pascantino played first and sixth of the last seven. Oh, it's but not even had, that bad. Okay. Before that, before they had a bunch of DHs. So they, I think they, I think Prado's been sitting a little bit. Uh, but I mean, he's hitting second every day. I'm not worried about Vinny. Their their team. He's got mess. an 808 OPS. What yeah, are you worried? I think, he's, what's, I think he'll what's, be fine. that's what's wrong with him. He's got 20 going into today. 23 walks, 29 Ks. Yeah. I love no, him. I'm not yeah. worried. I'm not worried either. I, I think I'm fully in there too. Uh, a few news and notes before we jump out of here. Uh, Eloy Jimenez returned on Sunday. Usually we have bad news in the news and notes. But this is a good one. Uh, yeah. No, not much to say here except for put him in all your lineups and get him in, and he'll, he'll be good to, good to go on Monday. Hopefully, and it's not even a it was not even a injury thing. It was the, it was the uh, the appendectomy. But right. um, uh, two things. Get him in all lineups. Go ahead. Two things. Batted second today. 
Gotta oh, nice. like that. Like that. Uh, and the other thing is, he did his uh, rehab at Double A instead of Triple A because he's sick and tired of Charlotte. Um, he's, he's had multiple injuries, that, and that that's where he was. Exact, exact quote from him. I don't know if sick and tired was a word, but he wanted a different venue. Um, that's and, funny. You know, remember when he was a prospect, they held him down a little longer at Triple A Charlotte. You know, he didn't get the call in September that one year. Instead, they held him to the next year for like service time and all that crap. Um, so yeah, um, uh, I thought that was funny. He's like, I have bad memories. I want somewhere else. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Uh, tough question of two guys we talked about earlier. Would you take Bobby Miller or Mike Soroka to stream this week? So Miller gets two. They both get two starts. Yeah. Miller's Washington, New York. Uh, Soroka is Oakland, Arizona. Mm. I mean, I'm if going, you need the I'm, case, I'm going Bobby Miller. I'm going Miller because I want to. I want to be able to potentially hold that. So I don't. I, I don't think he's a stream. I want to be able to play him this week and then hold him afterwards. I think that. Uh, I think I'm going Miller there. I agree. But two pretty good options for for streaming right there. Uh, we mentioned Willie Adama, seven day concussion IL. Uh, Thyro Estrada, a guy who had been really good, someone that I was yeah. not really in on, but uh, on the on the IL with a wrist sprain. That's that's a tough one. Those are those are stats that are tough to play. He's been really good for the Giants. Hitting 301 with 13 stolen bases. Yeah, just really good. Yeah, it doesn't hit the ball hard, but just kind of is getting it done. The Babs 371, so he's probably gotten some breaks there, but he's been he's been a huge find and kind of picked up right where he left off from last year when he uh, when he hits 14 for 20, 14 and 21 home runs and in, uh, in and solo bases. Yep. Um, question in the chat from Matt Leahy. Uh, do you think they, is Burgers, Jake Burger season over you know, with Eloy back? The fact that they were trying Burger out at second base indicates they want to find a way to keep his bat in the lineup somehow. I know Romy Gonzalez homered today, I think, but uh, at the same time, Berker, I mean, he, he's one of the few guys that's played well for them, slugging 591 on this season. I mean, I yes, he's, his on-base isn't great, but... And he's always going to be streaky. When you throw, strike out 31% of the time, you're going to be streaky, but huge hard hit, huge bail rate. Um, I think they want to try and get him some at-bats, too. Yep. Yeah, we mentioned the Willie Adamas thing. It did seem like he dodged a bullet. Someone mentioned that in there. It seemed like he's really lucky he didn't uh, didn't break something there. Uh, Max Muncy left with a hamstring cramp this morning in the the Peacock uh, seven o'clock in the morning game. Um, you're like, oh, hamstring cramp. All right. And then they said he's he might be getting an MRI on Monday, so that uh, that's a little concerning there. Yeah, uh, and then at first, uh, I think the speculation was, oh no, did he hurt his knee again? And instead, that it was it was the hammy, but that's not necessarily good, and it, it's not necessarily unrelated either. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, 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 enough to be worried. 17 homers on the year. Great, great start yeah. for the season. He has, um, a couple of guys who uh, had injury notes today, didn't play or left early. Uh, Juan Soto expected back on Tuesday. He missed Sunday with a tight back and Anthony Rizzo had a weird little collision with Tatis where he kind of hit his neck and he, he, he's back to play Monday though. It sounds like no, uh, the x-rays and all that were all fine there. Uh, speaking of the Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton could begin a rehab assignment on Tuesday. There's a chance he'll be back next weekend. It seems like he really wants to play against the Dodgers in that series. Uh, I've read a couple things. Like they're really trying to push for that series, but obviously not gonna, they're not going to do that unless he's fully ready. But uh, sounds like we might get Stanton back for at least for next week, which is good because he's been out for quite right. a while and hopefully he can stay in the lineup, which you know seems to never happen. You know, they made a big deal about him last year in the All-Star game being from the area. Um, and so All he right. was super Makes motivated sense. for that. So yeah, I'm sure that has something to do with it. He did hit a ball out of there, right? A few years ago. Yeah, was I think it's still flying, actually. There's only like four. Oh, it's, it's, I think it's him, McGuire, and Willie Stargell, maybe? Maybe Piazza. I think there's four guys that have done it. But it's yeah. if you haven't been to Dodger Stadium, that is a shot to get that over the roof. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody else, uh, Jeff? I feel like we've kind of hit all the fab guys. We hit all the news and notes guys. We talked a lot about uh, guys who are streaking and struggling right now. Is there anybody else that you want to talk about or anything else that's on your mind? No, I think we're good. Beautiful. Um, you will be out next week. Congratulations to your daughter on her graduation. Congratulations Thank to you, you too. Keeping a, keeping a child alive and graduating that long is pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm only in first grade. Who knows what's going to happen? It's, uh, it's getting through those years is tough, but uh, congrats on that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Looking forward to it. It should be a fun night. Uh, we're going to have a surprise uh, special guest next week. I don't know who it is yet, but I've got some ideas in mind. So we'll get someone uh, someone good. Nobody will fill Jeff's shoes, but we'll get someone uh, good. It should be uh, should be fun. So I look forward to that. Um, other than that, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Uh, we thank Rival Fantasy for their sponsorship of the podcast. Really appreciate that. Other than that, uh, if you please rate or review the podcast, we do appreciate that also. Hope everybody has a good week and a good fantasy week. Hope your teams uh, start moving up the top of the leaderboard here as we go along and uh, get into the, uh, the dog days of summer and baseball season. So it should be a lot of fun. I hope everybody has a good week and take care.